Hashtag no music, no intro. This is a mid-June Tuesday night episode of the Hashtag Saints Twitter podcast. Ryan and Adam back. Listen, I hit up Ryan, I think it was last night or this morning. I was like, man, let's just... Let's just do a Patreon Q&A episode. There's nothing going on football-wise, NFL-wise. Um, we potentially were going to have a guest on, and that didn't work out. I know that you guys as a family are going to Vegas tomorrow and you know celebrate wifey's birthday, and so mm-hmm. you're going to be MIA for a while. So we wanted to make sure that we recorded something, got something out to the people, at least you guys had something this week. And then hopefully, hopefully next week, we can hopefully get the guests on that we had in mind. Um, so this is a Q&A episode of Saints Twitter Podcast. We got questions from our Patreons. I, I, so this is not just a Patreon-only episode. Let me start there. So we're putting this out. Everyone can listen to it. However, we open it up for our Patreons in the Discord, on Patreon, um, that anyone who is a patreon could support us and and ask questions in regards for this episode we got some really good ones but shout out to our dude bajan who kind of brought up this good point in that we are i I can taste i can taste the 200 pause happy pride month ryan um (laughs) so close and bajan our dude was like maybe y'all could like explain exactly for non-patreons what the discord is and i know from time to time we've explained it um in terms of it being a perk of being a patreon to be clear though that is not the only perk of being a patreon oh um it's it's the meetups it's the live zoom during the game um tons of other perks um giveaways okay giveaways we still don't know yet for like the season tickets if that's going to be I don't think it's going to be a Patreon only thing, but I, no. I do have some unique ways of how I think we're going to do like the raffle and stuff for it. But to Bajan's point, Discord is, I don't know if like, if I'm eight, I'm going to age myself when I say this, but like a 2023 version of like aim back in the mm-hmm. day maybe is the best way that can really describe it where it's like, but it's it, a, but, go ahead. Yeah. But like even better, you know what I'm saying? Like it's yes. aim, but it's like people, you know, are solid. That's you know what true. I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I'm just saying, bro. Aim, you hop in the chat rooms, hit, hit the oh, DMs. Hey, you get, get, I know, get, bro. Hey. Bro, when you, when, when you got that direct connect though, bro, with the direct <laughs> connect. <laughs> see, see, you, you, if you know, you know, when you hit the direct connect button and the connect and that, those files just send like, Ooh, Anyway, I'm sorry, I've been going going down memory lane right now. <laughs> but yes, it's a, but it's 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 better. It's a living, breathing, like real time forum message board. Um, to be fair, Jay has like messed around with the discord server for another group i've had people mess around with discord a little bit and it's it can be very it to be fair it can be very overwhelming there's oh, yeah. different channels and things are are lit up and it's just like what yeah. what all is this it does take a little getting used to i will say that but 
once you kind of understand exactly what it is, it's very simplistic of how of how to use it. It's very simple of how to use it. And it really has become our our place where I, I don't, I'm not on Twitter a lot, man. I'm just not. I no, don't no. I don't like especially Monday through Thursday, man. When when work is busy, I am man. hardly ever on Twitter. But what I will do is I'll check the Discord from time to time, see what's going on, just peek at it, blah blah. Doom, go back to work. It was you know what's beautiful is like if there's anything Saints related, it's probably in the Discord already. Yes. From yes. Twitter or wherever. It's usually in the Discord. And one of the great things is we have people from all around the world. So like the Discord is always popping. Like you can chime in that motherfucker yes. at three AM, tie on there, get Daniel on there, somebody on there. Talking some shit, you know what I'm saying. Somebody. So you can always chime in. And I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. I know I, we don't get into the meat of, of the podcast. The fact that you and I have a, so many people that listen to our podcast who are overseas absolutely is fucking nuts, bro. It is. It nuts. makes no sense. Our last Patreon is like from Australia, and he's not the only Patreon that we have from Australia. What? <laughs> Down under, mate. We got the serial. We got the serial killer from Scotland. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> the the Apple Watch killer. Apple Watch killer. Uh, bro, if the, we we you didn't know that um Jack the Ripper was just in our in our Discord the whole entire just time, bro. Just, like, chill. <laughs> just man, just upgrade it. So anyway. That's what Discord is. That's what the perks of, you know, being in the Discord is. And and this sometimes though, this is what happens. People will join the Discord and they they get in it and they just become like lurkers, just like yeah. sting, like stinging the rafters, bro. And that's, just, that's how we all do. That's you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and that's fine. But I will say something that I, I noticed that happened during last season is when games were going on. And you, me, and you know, you know, kind of like the, like the crew of were in the Zoom watching the game, commenting on the game, reacting to the game as it was going on. There are some people who don't want to be on the Zoom for whatever reason, mm -hmm. but they were in the channel specific for that game that week. And the people who didn't want to be on Zoom had a place where they could talk about what was happening in the game, complain, right. cheer, blah 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 blah, right. and what I noticed was a lot of times people who didn't, who don't talk in the discord at all, use that channel during the game to have a conversation with others as the game was going on. Oh. So it really is a, a community. And I just want to, I don't want to make it seem, seem sound like discord is the only community that we have because we have people who, like I just said, aren't discord people aren't tech people but they still support us but just for bajan i think it was i think it was a good idea for us to clarify um exactly what discord is that's that's what it is um but that's not all what the our community is um before we dive into the questions our dude g said um with that since we now we've kind of established what our discord is recapping some of our favorite moments in the discord 
I think, I mean, you just brought oh, up one, man. bro. The, the, the Apple Watch story. Oh, man. That's top, that's top two right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole story is so we thought, First, we thought he was dead, bro. Dead, bro. Man, what's dead? <laughs> But we we were still getting some getting some jokes off, just like it was just like the Titanic tour right now, bro. It's like Ocean Gate. <laughs> Get them off, bro. And like we were, oh, we were like, wait, man, we were throwing, trying to find Twitter. What was his last tweet? You know, uh, our dude, our dude, Dad was like, oh, well, it looks like he was active in on on WhatsApp at this time, and we were like, oh, okay. And then he <laughs> this man said he. Climbed up to the roof to see <laughs> to see a murder scene. <laughs> on the roof, watching the police investigate a murder scene, and he dropped his phone on the murder scene. <laughs> he dropped his phone on the murder scene, bro. Bro, I know Charles is thinking his lucky stars that he one is in the UK and two is not black. Because if that was oh, me or you. Bruh. So lit up, bro. Lit up, bro. Over. At worst, we looking at life in prison. I mean, at best, at, at best, best bro. Um. So uh, yes, easily top two. Uh, our dude Bayou going through his story of him proposing. Oh um, Also, very, very, very high on the list. Uh, there's, there's been a lot. Um, I, I, I don't want to give too much details about it because this is something that is just for our discord people but but brock's villain arc right now oh man he posts a meme yesterday bruh (laughs) you if you don't have dark humor you would not (laughs) (laughs) you could not deal with that meme brother i'm telling you rock going to hell bruh what the hell? Uh, um, and then this was not a Discord moment. This was actually a, a Zoom moment during the preseason. But G telling us the story of his wife's like cousin that was cousin by marriage and the whole VR sex dungeon thing, bro. I <laughs> man was in the attic just knocking the bottom out that shit, beating it up. <laughs> we still we still keep that one going boy still bro um but those are just like just like off the top of my head of just things that there's there's something that just just happens that just makes it so lively and so humorous and just uh, again just community right like that's right. that and is then we got all kind of different channels for like movies or news politics cooking and video games and whatever like whatever you want to talk about you can talk about it there without the hysteria of twitter you know what i'm saying which i think that is that is what to me is the the best is like you said it perfectly without the hysteria of twitter um because I, I just I, but your your quote tweet about the like the girl and yeah, I just I just find it just so disrespectful that like all these yeah. thousands of people are making jokes about like if you pay 
$250,000 to go on a sub that obviously has a shit ton of safety issues and you end up on the bottom of the ocean, you're going to get jokes, bro. You just, you just going to get the jokes. Just go get the jokes. Sorry. That's how it works. Um, so all that said, if you haven't become a Patreon yet, like now is the time to do so. Ryan and I are going to unveil something probably towards the end of this month that we're very, very excited about. Um, next month, we have the hashtag Saints Twitter podcast West Coast Brunch in Malibu um, at Mastro's. That's right on the ocean. I was just there for Father's Day. Um, just we, There's just so many perks for, for being a Patreon. Um, but I don't want to belabor it. Let's get right into, right into the questions. Uh, starting with Bajan, our dude, he asks, what is the worst case, best slash realistic case and realistic middle ground case for Pete Carmichael? Who? Realistic case for Pete Carmichael. Like, uh, meaning, like, what's the, like, what's just the best case scenario that's realistic? Well, there, there's a, there's a best slash realistic. So best is in, it's best case, realistic middle ground and worst case. I'll go, I'll go best case. Best case for Pete Carmichael is if he could become offensive coordinator version of Jay Gruden for the Saints this season. Mm. Give me that. Give me that. Jay Gruden. Big Jay Gruden. That's it, man. Like, I know as a, as a head coach, he, you know, didn't pan out. I don't think he was terrible, but like Jay Gruden could Jay Gruden was a good offensive coordinator. I will, I will say that confidently. If he could be Jay Gruden this year, to me, that's the best case. Yeah. What about what is, what is best and worst case for you? Best case for me, um, is I say like, a like a, I say, if he could give us a top 10 offense to me, if you could coach a top ten offense that um you know has some spice every week, man. It's just not a dead dog lying in a puddle. You know what I'm saying? Like, give us something every week, a top ten offense that utilizes all the weapons. To me, that's like best case scenario, man. That's all I'm asking for. Top ten. Not even top five. It's top ten. Top ten offense. Something that the Saints have had year after year through the entire Sean Payton tenure, which Pete has offensive coordinated like you know what I'm saying like, it's not like it's you know like unfamiliar to him like he's been there in the building in the room I mean I understand that was with Drew Brees but now you have you know Derek Carr who's not Drew Brees obviously but a professional quarterback that you know is a veteran understands the game can make all the throws can make some throws that Drew couldn't honestly especially towards later later of his right. career so like Bruh, make it happen, man. Like, there's no reason. I know there's the injury component and stuff like that, you know, and, you know, we'll factor that in. But, you know, if injuries are just, you know, below average, I need a top 10 offense, bro. I need it. Need it, man. Um, What about worst case? Worst case for Pete Carmichael. Worst case is you have this uh, up and down offense week to week. Don't know what we're going to get. You know, 
questions about Derek Carr in week seven. Oh, boy. About, you know, is he, should the Saints have really paid him? Oh, boy. Uh, you know, Jimmy, Gar- Jimmy Garoppolo is balling out with the Raiders and and Derek Carr over here struggling and AK pissed off, tweeting crazy. You know, Mike Time is not happy. Just a disaster. And the offense, if we're losing, and the offense is the main key, the defense playing great, that's the worst case scenario. It's just, well, me and you sitting here saying, we told y'all, we told you, <laughs> Pete, get rid of Pete Carmichael, told you. That's the worst and case scenario. I mean, I, I think the worst case, I agree with that. What would make it worst is, like you said, by week seven, by week eight, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter tweets out, um, the, the Saints and Pete Carmichael uh, have come to a mutual agreement for Pete Carmichael to step down from offensive coordinator, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Ronald Curry will now call take over, you know, play calling duties, which might be end up being the best case scenario. For I mean, I want, say, I, want, I want Ronald Curry to get a little action, to be honest, bro. So it might be the worst case in the interim, but it might be best case long term. <laughs> What's the middle ground? Middle ground for Pete. Carmichael. Middle ground is, you know, offense improves. Um, doesn't really blow the doors off, but it's an improved offense, top 12, top 13 offense. Um, but it's still, a, you know, defensive heavy team scoring, you know, 20 points, 22 points a week. Uh, better than last year, but still kind of milk toast overall. Yeah. Okay, I I, which, I would agree. Which kind of seems realistic, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. <laughs> would be disappointing, but you know I can see it. Like, uh, Bajan asked the same question for the defensive line. I'm going to try to speed it up a little bit. For, I I think worst case for a defensive line is if they were pretty much for me the worst case would be if they if even with Foskey, Breesy and the D-line free agents that they picked up, if it's similar to how it was last year, that to me is the worst case. Yeah. Yeah. And look, they were top, what, five, top three in sacks last year, and we know that's a – you can't just look at – Yeah, bro. They had a lot of sacks, man. They had a lot of sacks last year. I don't know how. Like, I'm like, where did it, it come from? It does not feel like it at all, bro. Because when you look at the pressures, they were, you know, in the 20%. I mean, not 20%, uh, but like in the top 20s. But they were able to scheme up a lot of sex. You know what I'm saying? They were able to do that. And I get, I get, give credit to DA if we'd be able to do that, you know, with Ellis and, you know, DeMario. Werner was getting some sex for a little minute. You know, uh, Cam Jordan, you know, a lot of the same crew, uh, you know, uh, Big creep. So they were able to get some production out of that, but the defensive line specifically has to be better. Um, I guess the best case scenario is you see you see the talent in Breesy and Falski, and they're making plays. You know, maybe they're not, you know, blowing people out the water, but you see them making plays. Peyton Turner, I just say this in the Discord. I don't need 15 sacks. Can you give me like a seven sack season? That's it. Seven sacks, make a couple plays behind the line of scrimmage, force a fumble. Give me that. Can you do that for me? You know, that's that's 
best case scenario, you know, where the D line is good, you know, probably not great, but, um, you know, showing, giving us some production up front, you know, stopping the run. Worst case scenario is like you said, just like last year where it's just, you know, quarterbacks back there just chilling. Bro. Pat, 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 pat. Patting the ball, just cooling, bro, <laughs> especially on third down. Yeah. Uh, I, I, really just want to see and I'm not so I guess for me and I don't and I think this would be massive but I'm not saying it has to be to this degree I want to see Foskey and and Breezy do some things where it's like that we saw kind of from Chris Olave but like the Mm -hmm. the defensive line version of that like on a third down can can Foskey or can Breezy just have immediate pressure get a sack and I'm just like I okay I see it. Like, I don't. I don't, need, right. I don't need to see it every snap. That would be no. great, but also unrealistic. But can can I see it here and there? Maybe a few times a game. Like just, well, you just, well, you just feel it. good. You're like, okay, we got yes. something. We got it. That that's that's for me is the the best case scenario um, for for them. And one last, well, not the last one. How good can Pete Warner be for his career in y'all's opinion? Mm. Man. I'm going to – I got one for you. I, I don't know if it's fair because I don't remember how he was in coverage. But just from the aspect of being where he needs to be, making the tackle consistent there – and I don't, and here's the thing no one knows how good this player would have been because he hung up the cleats early. And I know he's like, oh, he's white too. Well, oh, well, I know maybe. what you're talking about. I know where you're going. Chris, Chris Borland, bro. Yep. Yep. Because when Chris Borland came on the scene, he yep. was a tackling machine. He made impactful plays. He was the one who recovered the fumble against the Saints in overtime against the 49ers that. that, oh, that that game, bro. Um, and the sky was just the limit for what he could be at the linebacker position. Um, I think Pete Warner is more is a, more of an athlete than Chris Borland was. Um, but I'm just going kind of like play style. I think, and that's the thing, Chris, because he retired because of concussions and blah, blah, blah. No one knows how good Chris Borland would have been. But Chris Borland was on a hierarchy or sorry, what was on a trajectory where he was an ascending player. And it was evident every time you watch a 49ers game on defense. I get the same feeling with Pete Warner. The biggest question for him right now is just health. That's it. That's it, man. That's it. That's it. If he can stay healthy this year, he should have a Pro Bowl year, bro. bro I, I said if he makes the Pro Bowl this year, we, we gotta do we gotta do the video apology, bro. We gotta got to, man. Gotta put it on. We gotta put it on our Instagram stories. You gotta be on Twitter. We we got to, man. Like we owe that man that, bro. Like <laughs> shit. When you when you're wrong, you're wrong, and you just gotta eat crow. Um, but I I think that's where his career is trending. Um, so I know it's kind of a, a weird answer, just because it's like we don't know how good Chris Borland would have been. Uh, no, what about you? How, do you have I, any? Do you have anyone else? I just can't think of anybody because he's such a like. When you see him, he looks like a safety. Damn near, like he's not a huge player, but he plays big. Um, doesn't fear contact. Good in coverage. Good downhill. Like just a good all around linebacker, man. 
Um, so I don't really have like a cop, but I think I think you can see him having like a you know not like a super decorated career, but like a nice solid you know two three Pro Bowls. Um, you know, just just like a nice solid linebacker career. Uh, it will you know I. Could, I mean, we got to see where he grows, man. Like, the dude really could become a stud. He could. He really could. Um, let's, let's move on to the next question. Our dude Joey asks, what does Carr need to accomplish from a stat or playoff standpoint to convince you he is a potential long-term answer? Hmm. Statistically, uh. I don't think he's ever had 30 touchdowns. Got real close. But if I could get, can I get 30 touchdowns from Derek Carr? 30 touchdowns. See, 11 interceptions. Okay. Which is that, I, know, 11 that, that's, a, that's a great stat line. For like, for, <laughs> yeah. for all, all intents and purposes. Like, that's a good ass stat line, bro. You know, and, you know, complete 66, 66%, you know, completion percentage, maybe 67. Yards, I don't know, you know, 4,300, 4,400, something like that. Um, it just, you know, he's always been good in the, uh, like the deep pass and statistics and stuff like yes. that. Keep that up. Uh, keep up the, you know, efficiency in that area. Um, so that, that'll be good for me. If he could keep up the deep pass and efficiency, put up, give me 30 touch, give me 20, you know, 28 to 30 touchdowns, you know, keep the interceptions down below 12 at least. Like that's a good that's worth the contract to me. Like that would be worth right. the contract. Especially not just the stats, but if it's um if he's consistent. If he's consistent on third down, uh gets to the right guy on third down, makes the right checks, gets gets to the right play as far as like the running pay running play or changing the direction of the running play. Like all that matters to me, man. Like if he could do all that, be good in the red zone, shoot, we're in the playoffs. Ah, man, just Get the playoffs, bro. That's all I gotta say. Like, if you can yeah. win a playoff game, great. But get to the playoffs, and we'll talk about that later. I like that. I'm gonna. I I love the stats. I agree with you 100. For me, and here's the thing about Derek Carr that's kind of underrated, honestly, about him is he's had this. What's the best word for it? Kind of like in his career. He has put together a lot of comeback wins for mm-hmm. Raider that's teams that exactly that's what I'm saying for Raider teams that were not that great. Like you know, they would probably give up a touch. Very kind of similar to Drew Brees' career. I'm not comparing them to, but when Drew Brees didn't have a defense, he'd go down, he'd score. The opposing offense would score, and then Drew would have to go back and hopefully win the game or put them in position to win towards the end. Derek Carr's had to do a lot of that as a Raider. He talked about it, man. Like, I don't know if it was his recent presser or not, but he talked about it. He didn't, you know, he, he was polite about it. He wasn't trying to trash the Raiders' defense, but he's he said one of his big reasons coming here was Saints' defense. He's played against them. He know how tough they are. And he said it just it would be nice to play with a defense knowing that, you know, I don't have to score every single play. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, for me, I just want to, like, if there's a couple of games this season – where, you know, I, I just want to see him take the reins and yeah. just go 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 lead them to a win. Like go get it. Yeah, go get it. Um that for me would 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 show a lot. 
um, in terms of him being the long, long-term answer. Because at some point, as a quarterback in the playoffs, you don't need to do it, bro. You like the the, right. the level of competition r- raises up. Your defense Ooh. may not, you know, you you gonna you're gonna be called on where you're gonna have to go win a game and put the players on offense in position. Four quarter, four quarter, four minutes left. Go know, get three it. And a, three and a half minutes left. Go get it. Two timeouts. Maybe maybe you down four points. Gotta you go just get have it, bro. Go get it, bro. You got to throw it to the guy. You got to score. Got to, and you got to manage the clock. Got to, all of it. Um, so that's that's for me. That's what I will. That's what I would want to see. Um, let's go our go to our dudes. G's question: What player on both offense and defense needs, or both offense and defense needs, are hidden keys to each unit achieving its goal this year? Damn, G, some damn. Trigonometry. Say that again. <laughs> Basically, a player on offense and a player on defense that are hidden keys to the offense and the defense achieving its goal this year. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, on offense, I'm going Trevor Penny. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, if, if he if he is decent to good, especially if he's good that changes the whole direction of the offensive line and a strong with a strong offensive line with Derek Carr and the weapons that hopefully are healthy that he has that offense can even, even with maybe lackluster play calling that offense should be able to be a top 10 offense. So for me on offense, it's, it's Trevor Penning. I got to think about defense though. Yeah, on offense, I'll say um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my dude, man, Foster Moreau. Oh, I'm say he's the key because the you know like Jawan Johnson, he's the guy. He is the guy. But I think if you could have a tight end that can really come in and be a threat in the you know in the blocking and the pass catching game, along with Jawan Johnson, bro, I just think that opens. Opens the offense so much to other possibilities. I think it'll, I think it'll expand Pete Carmichael's mind, the things he could do, the things you could, uh, like Greg Cosello always talks about. He loves the tight end position because offenses use them to communicate to the quarterback mm. what the defenses are doing. So I think with somebody smart like Derek Carr, and you give him two like athletic playmaker style tight ends. I think that could just open the offense up so much. Um, and we're not really expecting much from him because, you know, the whole cancer thing. But, look, man, he made it through minicamp. He was out there, bro. You know what I'm saying? Cancer and remission. Right. So all I could do is say, like, all right, just keep going, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to – I – yes. Like, having – and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying this is gonna be you know how the Patriots were able to do it back then, no, back in the day no. with you know with Aaron Hernandez and Gronk. But, but just look back at Shockey and Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas, bro. Like you know I, I recently rewatched the Super Bowl from like pretty much the whole entire thing. Um it was on NFL Network last week or maybe two weeks ago. And it just one, it really made it really 
really made you like a made me appreciate like Drew Brees all over again, like, Ooh, all over man. again, man. Um, also, the fact that I, the fact that the Saints defense held Peyton Manning led offense of seventeen points in the Super Bowl, bro. Wow, very Wild, Ryan. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Alante Taylor on defense. Ooh, if he can add on to his rookie season and he's starting and it's him ascending as a player and you have Marshawn Lattimore who's in his prime that would it could stylistically change so much about the defense and I know I'm more I'm very much the type of like always I, I feel pass rush is more important but if you could get this young defensive line, just an extra one to three to four seconds. Man. That that could be such a big thing for them defensively. So I'm going with Delonte for the defensive player. Ooh, defense is tough, bro. It is, man. You know, a lot of players on their side. But as far as like the secret key, like we know the main keys. But the secret key, you know what? I'm gonna go with Marcus May, man. I'm gonna go with Marcus That's May. Good one. That, it's like funny. That was a about, that was a that was a player I was gonna say instead, but I went to with Delante. But like, because like you talked about uh, a couple episodes ago, like who who are you, Marcus May? Who I don't know, bro. Are you? We don't know. It's time for you. You're healthy. You know. Legal drama still up in the air. We'll see. But, like, who are you as a player? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't describe him. Like, are you deep safety or box safety? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't don't know. know I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, some games towards the end of last year, I saw him kind of make a stand and uh, make a little, you know, make his presence known a little bit. But I need to see more. I need to see more. I need to see Marcus May make his presence known in whatever it is. If he's a too deep safety and it's taking the ball away or it's making big hits, whatever it is, I need to see him make plays as a safety. I, If you go back and look at his season with the Jets before he got hurt or the season before, like even the season before that, he, was, he wasn't Marcus Williams. They're very different type of players, but he was a damn good safety and he made a lot of plays. So to your point, can I'm not saying that that player has to be a hundred percent back, but can you be somewhere close to where you were with the Jets? Like, because right. if you can bring that to the defense in the secondary, then so so much is being unlocked at that point. So much of it is being unlocked. So and that's we a, need it, man. We need it. Great, like Marcus, great. Marcus Williams pick balls. Um, uh, you can go back to Von Bell. Von Bell was like a forced fumble machine. It was. Uh, you know, C.J. Garner Johnson made number of plays, interceptions. Like, I, we need plays out of it. We, we, I mean, three interceptions last year, something like We need plays, bro. So, Tar- you know. Let's see. Teron had one in Minnesota. Two, maybe two he had. Yeah, he had Teron. two. And then I think Dar- Daniel Sorensen had two. Daniel Sorensen. <laughs> so I'm saying, bro. I'm saying, man. <laughs> Um, no, the May, the May, May pick was, was great. Um, 
Bajan asks, which player is most likely to have their dirty laundry aired out by a porn star? Zion Williamson style. Ooh, man, this is good. Ooh. Dirty laundry porn star. Mm. Let me let me let me pull up the roster real quick. I got I got I got, I got to look these niggas in the eyes to see like ooh where where's the de- the deviants? I can I can I can spot a deviant a mile away. I'm not gonna say how I can spot that a mile away, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh. oh, I think I found. I him. know who I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with no. my dude, called, uh, Kellen Sanders, the defensive tackle. I don't know why. Okay. I, just, well, I could just see him being like just a big old freak, bro. <laughs> this guy dude was this dude was enjoying Taylor Swift with 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 his wife in in Vegas a couple of months back. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> that means shit. <laughs> Who you telling, Ryan? Shit. <laughs> um, you know who I'm gonna go with, and it's just just something, but it's just his his rookie pitcher, bro. I'm going Jordan Howden, bro. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> he got the freeze lined up. Bro. <laughs> he just look, look like he just... <laughs> man. But what if it's somebody like Jake Hader or something, man? Just... Bro, <laughs> that should have been hilarious. You know who would be actually? It would be hilarious who it was, but it actually would make a lot of sense. What if it was just Trey Trey Quan? Like this, the reason this oh, that, that would just okay, we get it now. Like we get it. Like it probably oh, okay. boost my respect points a little bit. I'd be like, oh, right. right. <laughs> like at least there's some some reasons. Doing something, bro. Doing something, right? Shit, something. Um. But okay, <laughs> that was a good one. I was I was gonna say something else, but let's, let's just keep it pushing. Um, Joey asks, greatest Saints celebration in history, whether it be like post post touchdown celebration, post INT celebration. I mean, that, that, to me, it's easy. Ooh. It's the it's the Tracy Porter arm fold and end zone. Oh, I have to pick Dang. like that I, was picture perfect, bro. Picture perfect. I was. I just said I was watching the Super Bowl two weeks ago on NFL Network, bro. And like, part of me, like, there were still points in that game where I legit had chills on my yeah. arms, and I was getting emotional watching the game. Ryan, that game is like thirteen years ago. <laughs> like, it's crazy, bro. Crazy. And still, just like fuck, like we, like we are, like. In the moment, I was like, "Oh fuck, we're 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 gonna fucking do it!" Like I knew the outcome, and I it's, so, it's such a blessing too. As a Saints fan, it's like for that to be the Super Bowl was such a blessing. It was you know, like it, it, it wasn't was. like a ten to thirteen, you know, slobber knocker fest where we just kind of happen to win. It's just like Saints won that thing, baby. You know, with Tracy Ford running to the end zone, pointing at the Saints fans in the stands, all the Saints fans out there, nothing like it, bro. Nothing, nothing. like it. But I, I go with the the key and pill, Lance Moore. I never forget that. him and uh, him and uh, what's what's the other wide receiver that looked like that we traded to my oh Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills, him and Kenny Stills. I don't forget that one. Um, I don't forget Pierre Thomas on Christmas pulling out the uh, like the little bowl that you put on. You put it oh, yeah, that's right. On it, and he was putting it on the. Uh, 
but he never could get it on the, the football. Right. And he handed it to somebody. One of the most so the Tracy Porter one's my number one. My number two is the Drew Brees dunk oh, over the goalpost. That's my number that one. That's just, that's my that shit. I was I just wish there was video of me in my, in my living room, bro. I was so just sweat hype, bro. Just bro, fucking go, go. Still <laughs> punch the TV, bro. I was so hype, bro. Oh, like, man. Cause you 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 know Drew Drew just wasn't that like he was not that late like so that 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 game that comeback for him to take the ball dunk it over the end zone and and talk a little shit at the end, bro. Why just thinking about it, bro? <laughs> that's that's my that's my number two. Cause that and I think that I think uh, we can say as Saints fans like that was the game where we knew. Like, there was no way in hell that they should have won that Miami game. I don't no. know why I kept watching the game, bro. Like, that that was a oh, game that man. typically, like, halftime, maybe into the third quarter, I would have turned that shit off. But I guess like, at that, that point, they had insane, bro. Insane. Ronnie Brown was running. Oh, bro, look how old oh, we are, bro. God. Ronnie Brown? Ronnie Brown? Right? Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams. It was just running headshot. Oh, Christ. Oh, my God. Another one of my favorites is uh, – Obviously, the, the Jimmy Graham bending the goalpost in Atlanta. Like, so I can never guess. forget that. That's just that's classic, bro. Like, as a Saints fan, we going up in your shit, bending your shit. You got to bring the workers out to rebound. Wow. Change the rules. Change the rules. And then the rules, bro. You can't even touch the goalpost anymore. Like, that shit there is epic, bro. Epic. Uh, good, good, good question, Joey. Good, good discussion. Luke asks, video pods in the work for the 2023 season. Yes. Here's, yes. A, here's the thing. I, 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 and I want to kind of paint this picture for, for our listeners. You and I record this podcast roughly 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 11 p.m. your time. Maybe a little TMI, but maybe not. Ryan doesn't wear, typically does not wear a shirt at home. Um, Don't have one on now, baby. There you go. Usually by this time, like I've I've gotten home from work. I so we need to we get it. Like we know like our mugs may not be like the best looking ones, but you know, we we some handsome Negroes. Like we 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 do all right. So we 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 need to put our, our face more out there. So it is a goal of ours to definitely start doing more video pods. Um I, when the season kind of gets closer yeah. underway for the preview pod for the the post game pod um putting putting more you know putting more things on youtube you know ryan does a great job of uh taking our audio podcast putting them on youtube so people can watch or listen to them that way but yes long story short that is in the works for um next season not Let's only that see. i want to do i want to do like more quick hits you know, during the week, just me or you, you know, just by ourselves in the car, whatever, just giving our thoughts on whatever, you know, whatever's that's going on. You know, when the season starts, it's going to be crazy. It might, even, it might not even be Saints related. could be yeah. just NFL related, you know, but we're going to try to start doing all that. It's going to be on, you know, we'll, we'll tell you where it's going to be when it happens, but that's the, that's the plan. We're going to definitely do more video. Yeah. 
that definitely is a goal of ours. Brock asks, what could DA legitimately do over the next two seasons to get your opinion to him on of him to change for the better? Two seasons? Two? Damn. I would say I asked you this before, so you did. <laughs> and my 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 answer pretty much was if I hear if I hear things of how he is as a coach is changing, then my opinion would change. But he kind of is who he is. So I'm going to kind of stick to on the field results. And I'm going to say, can he get, can he get the team to win 10 games in a down NFC South and in a down NFC overall conference? Can, if, cause again, he, he's not, he has not had a winning record as head coach thus far. So can you win ten can you win ten games? The start off with this season, you win ten games, maybe you get in the playoffs and go from there. And then after this season, then how does next season do? Like, can you follow up on that? Can you still have that same momentum and win have another winning season? Mm-hmm. Like that's what that would be an on the field result that I would need to see for my opinion to change on him. Right. Pretty much the same here, bro. I want to see growth. I want to see growth as a head coach. Like we talked about uh Zach Taylor uh, with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Bro, I don't know how long he's been there, but first couple of years, he could have knocked on my door with a Bengals head on. Still wouldn't know who he was. Like, who, who are you, bro? Who? Uh, I, I would thought he was, like, you know, knocking on my door to, re- like, recruit my child to be on the, the Bengals flag football team at the park, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, dude, when, when is the application due? Like, what's, what's the fee? <laughs> <laughs> and I watched him. I watched a lot of Bengals games early in his tenure, and, it wasn't good. Like I, I he's saw been no there. Creativity. I want to say so. He drafted Joe Burrow. Then the next year they drafted Chase. So that he was there like two, maybe two years before that, right? Was it two, two or one? One or two? I think it yes, was one two. or two. Yes, yeah, he's been there for a minute. Yeah, but anyway, like I, I, you know, I didn't like what I saw. I didn't saw. I didn't see any, like any development. Then I, you know, and maybe Joe Burrow helped that absolutely. But I did start seeing some development from him. Um, and now he's like, a, you know, considered a, a solid head coach. I just want to see that from DA. I just want to see, can you improve on um, your game time decisions? When to go forward on fourth down, when not to. When to be aggressive, when not to. Can you develop your staff? Pete Carmichael, uh, Curry, your defensive staff. You got Joe Woods there. You got um, – I forgot my boy name that's doing a D line that's coming from college. Can you develop your staff and have them, you know, cooking? Uh, do you take recommendations from them? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Can you, like, I want to hear good things. I want to see development as a head coach. I want to look at it. I want to go into a game and not feel like the other coach going out coach my coach. You mm. know what I'm saying? And I, I just want to feel that way. I, I, right. I never yet to feel that way any game, any well, game. Not one game. And one of the most damning games for DA for last season for me was this man was getting cooked by Matt Canada, bro. Matt bro. fucking Canada cook, cooked what? him. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, I want to follow up with this next question that Mark asked. He said, how crucial is this season in terms of success and the direction this team goes? Ooh, I just think it's vital. Like, it's they, crucial. They've done pretty much everything besides trading for a stud D 
the end to essentially show that they are all in. They are trying to win the NFC. They're trying to be, a, you know, some type of contenders of whatever that looks like for the in the NFC in general. They got a, they went out, they got the quarterback. They brought Michael Thomas back. They signed Jamal Williams. They drafted a running back in the in the third round. AK's healthy, but he has a legal issue. Like they have done essentially everything to show that they are all in. And if it just just does not go well and it blows up, man, 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 they got it. Gail might not make those changes, but that fire gonna be lit for sure. And you know, I mean, look. Saints fans, you walk around the city in New Orleans. There's a little excitement right now, but it's you know it's just kind of it's kind of like oh we'll see. You know what I'm saying? Like there's not that excitement, and they need to bring that back, bro. They need to bring that back for real, and it's it's crucial, man. Like this season is so crucial. They put all the chips on the table, um, and they didn't have to. They could have punted this year, and you know maybe you know did another year with Andy Dalton. Could have the players. They could have pulled what the Vikings are doing right now. Could have been doing what the Vikings are doing right now. Just kind of saying, like, okay, let's get our chips in order and look at next year. And nobody would have really batted an eye to it. It's been like, well, you know, it's that time. But they put the chips on the table and they're trying to push for it. You know, you know, schedule, you know, a manageable looking schedule from on paper at least. Hashtag um, on paper. Hashtag on paper. NFC looking manageable on paper. It's like, bro, y'all got the y'all got the show. You can't win if you can't win ten games. You gotta go. Gotta go. Major major changes are needed. Major. Gotta go. Simple, simple as that, man. Gotta go. Um. So yes, to to answer the question, it's it's it is crucial. Uh, our dude Mitch, not Hawaiian Mitch, but other Mitch goes, not a question, but y'all should run a Madden Sim of the season with our current roster just to see what happens. Good idea. I might do I will do that before um preseason is over, just to see what happens. See mm. it would be interesting to see what it says. Um Hawaiian Mitch says, How many wins is it gonna take to win the NFC South this year? I'm going with like uh, I'm gonna go with nine. Yeah, going. I feel like nine will win it. I just feel like with Tampa the way it is, the Panthers. <clears throat> I just I don't I don't really believe in anybody like crazy. I mean, Falcons are getting so much hype. Uh, a lot of people believe in the Panthers. <sighs> I mean, I think nine at most ten should win the South. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. It could be. Maybe, you know, Desmond Ritter is a stud. You know, maybe Brian Young uh, comes out the gate swinging. I don't know. We'll see. But I think it's about 9 to 10. Yeah, I think I think none does it. Uh, who are you locking down for life? Lauren Hill, Alicia Keys, or Beyonce? Oh. <laughs> for life? For life, bro. <laughs> uh... It ain't, it ain't gonna be Lauren because that lady says <laughs> no. I, I no. love her. Love miseducation of Lauren Hill, but that, that lady crazy. Um, 
Try it, it, it had to be Alicia because Beyonce. Alicia, Bi, don't come easily. Don't come give me Bi, but I just ain't got time for all that. No, don't <laughs> give me give me Alicia Keys. You know, would would she maybe find one of my homies and who's married and <laughs> yeah, maybe. But like I, maybe. I, I would, I would take that on. You know, so I would go Alicia Keys. Also, fuck Daniel for putting the gift of saying none of them with that. That's how I would respond. <laughs> we already know. No, out of those three, it's Alicia Keys, and it's not even close. Uh, let's do kind of a little rapid fire. Mitch, who's better, Marvel or DC? I just, I mean, that's a such a loaded question. Like, are you talking about like the movies? Or are you talking about like co- like the comics? general i think i've always kind of been more of a marvel yeah guy um yeah I'm but i do all the way but i do have a like a big uh affinity for for batman for obvious reasons yeah. uh mitch goes ask me are you ready for hawaii next month fuck yes man yes I'm jealous so jealous i fuck it needed bro it is needed renee which regular season games are you most slash least looking forward to and why? Uh, I mean, for me, it's, I, for me, most is, is easily the bears game. Cause that's the meetup game. Like yeah. that's an easy one for me. Least is the lions game. Cause I just have a feeling Ben Johnson's just going to cook <laughs> TA's defense, bro. And I get to watch it in 4k. <laughs> Uh, most looking forward to, um, man, this schedule is ass, bro. bro. They have to win 11 games, Ryan. It makes no <laughs> sense for them not to win 11 games. This schedule is not intriguing at all. For now, for now, at least. Look, I always look forward to Saints for uh, Vikings. You know, they're kind okay. of about outer, outer. Outer uh, division rival division. or whatever, right? Um, even though I know they, you know, I wouldn't say tanking, but they kind of laying off this year. Tank Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, I don't care what it is. Kirk Cousins gonna come in that thing slaying, slanging, bro. Slaying. You already know. They still got Justin Jefferson. Him and Lattimore kind of got a little thing going on. So I, I'm, I'm like, it's just a pure football. I just enjoy yes. seeing that. I, and you know, I, I would want to see the Saints win that one. You know, because I can't stand the Vikings. Uh, yeah. least least looking forward to uh probably um uh with the Saints Giants. Ugh. Yeah, that's a good one. Just it just I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> Twelve o'clock, December seventeenth, man, the Zoom probably gonna be at about eight people on it. <laughs> Um. Also, like a a a a one B to games. Looking forward to. I'm going to go with the Rams game because we're going to be thirty thirty ish deep. Um, at SoFi, our dude David asked, out of all the teams in the league, who do y'all think will be the biggest disappointment and the biggest dark horse slash surprise team that might that may make a run? Um. Gonna go biggest disappointment. Gonna go with the Lions. Uh, Ooh. Love, love Dan Campbell, uh, but uh, it's it's like I feel like they. 
this is like the whole Dennis Green, if you want to crown him, go ahead and crown him type of situation. Like they, I love their team, I, you know, and things like that. But you got to, you got to show it. Like you got, like they didn't even make the playoff last year. Like get to the mm. playoffs. Like, so that's my biggest disappointment. Biggest dark horse prize team. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um, feel like they are a team that's kind of like slept on just because mm. of all like the Lamar stuff, you know, his past and things like that. But they got Lamar back. Don't know what Odell is, but they did draft. Um, I'm I'm blanking on who they drafted. The wide receiver in the first round um, that I really liked. Um, you know, there's more. There's no more Greg Roman. That's Todd Munkin. Like so, Lamar may actually be able to have like run an actual NFL offense. Um, and I think their their defense may bounce bounce back. So that's those are mine. For me, biggest disappointment would probably be the Jets. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I just, you know, it's just how I feel, bro. I think it's just, it's not going to go how they want it to go. And unfortunately, it's going to be like the whole, okay, Jets going Jets. But, man, I just, I don't know. I just, something about Aaron Rodgers didn't look right last year. He could be rejuvenated easily, even if he's not as good. He's an upgrade over what they had last year. But I just, I don't know, man. I think the pressure might get to that team, and they just won't be as good. As people think, and just end up with like eight or nine wins or something. Um, Dark Horse, hmm, that's a tough one, bro. I will go with. I don't know if I would call this a dark horse, but I just got a feeling that the Rams are going to be better than people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't I, know how good that is. They might not even yeah. make the playoffs, but I just right. feel like they're going to be that team that's just like, ah, shit. Nobody really kind of wants to They're not going to be like an easy, an easy just you can just chalk up the W when you play. Right, right. I mean, McVeigh McVay coming back, he tuned in, he's trying to coach it up. They're going through the salary cap issues, so we know the talent isn't as good. But look, if, man, if Matthew Stafford – if he's healthy and he can sling it, you know, he's a, you know, he's a, uh, you know, he's a good quarterback. Um, they still got Aaron Donald. They still got some pieces over there that could play it. If he coach it up right, coach it tight. I just think they could be a solid team. Like, like McVay is a hell of a coach, man. I, I give him that. Man. Like the dude has coached the shit out that team for years and they got a lot of wins. I think the most wins in the NFL over that time frame. he's wow. one or two. So, like, you know, I just think they're going to be a little better. I wouldn't call them a dog horse, but they're going to be a little better than people think. But I agree with you, the Ravens. I, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, they might they might make it to the Super Bowl. I think they, I they got I, a chance. Wouldn't wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked at all. Um, So then we have a couple of questions from our actual Patreon that people posted. Um, I'm going to go through those real quick. Uh, our dude, Derek Washington, kind of essentially asked the same question, but he just said, uh, give me one sleeper team from each conference that can make an unexpected deep playoff run. I'm still going with the Ravens. Uh, do you want to go with the Ravens? Or do you want to switch it to a different team? Yeah, I'll stay with the Ravens. Okay, so that one answers that. Uh, Lacey Cole, one of our newer Patreons, asks, what's your beat on what happened with Sterling Moore? Seemed kind of random and and reactive to something in particular given the timings. DA said it, ha- it quote-unquote, wasn't football-related. I don't know, man. Maybe DA listened to the the podcast episode where he came, where we brought him up and said, "Nope, mm mm." I, 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 I don't want a friend of the podcast in my crew. 
No, you know I, mean? just, no just, I, I, I have no insight on why. I, I have no idea. I can't even read between the lines because, you know, he was he just wasn't even getting mentioned a lot, period. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think uh, Nick Underhill talked about how um, – how he would like go hard and practice and be like running routes, like you know doing DB drills, just like DBs and stuff like that. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's football. I mean, he could just be like, ah. Sterling Morrison thought he could he could play in this bitch, bro. <laughs> it could have been yeah, like he really thought he could still play. It could be one of the things where he just like, ah, this ain't for me, right? Know, so I don't know. No, no, no insight. Uh, don't even know if it's worth me asking for for insight, but maybe something to look into. Um, our dude Tim, who I believe is in New York or the East Coast, if I remember correctly, said, I'm starting to think our best chance at pass rush is, is Breezy being a beast up the middle and allowing everyone else to get less attention on the outside and capitalizing off of that. What are your thoughts on that? Like, I that hope. Would the, that would be lovely. Like, if he could, like, if he could be a, maybe just a slightly lesser Nagamakan suit. When he came to the league oh, in man. Detroit, remember like Sue just like wreck, like was just a bull in a china shop, reckless, tearing heads off and shit. I mean, he ain't got to do all that, but just be like a disruptive force in the middle. And look, Brazil has said himself like this is the first time he's been healthy in years. He just feels good. He feels his body feels great. Wrap that uh, man in some bubble wrap, please. Just be stay that way. Stay healthy. I mean, he's huge. He's strong. He's always been a strong kid. So, like that would be wonderful because if he can be a force, man, that just opens up so much. You get the one-on-one matchups on the outside with Cam Jordan and Big Creep and Foskey and Peyton Turner and whoever. And then you got some, you, know, you got a nice rotation with Kendall Sanders and I keep forgetting the other guy that we got from the Jets, I, Nathan uh, Nathan Shepard. Nathan Shepard, yeah, all those guys. Get all the nice little rotation in there, man. Oh man, that'll just make a huge difference. I like. It's probably too much of, to ask this of a, a rookie defensive yeah. tackle, but if he could be, give me like sixty percent of Nick Burley's best season with the Saints. Mm. Yeah, if you could give me that as a rookie. You, 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 so much changes, so much changes on the, def- the defensive line. Um, so that's that. Like, like you said, like that's the goal. While we're on the defensive line, before we ask the last question, Q and A question, do you have a sense of what's taking so long with Foskey's contract situation? Of why it's not signed yet? From what I understand, it's the offsets. It's the offset okay, language. That's uh, what I figured. A couple of second round picks have the same thing going on right now, where it's just. Nah, they're just gonna fight till the last minute for that offset language, man. So, so they, you know, they could double dip if they do get cut. You know, it's just this. There's very little wiggle room with the rookie wage scale now. So, agents gonna fight for whatever wiggle room they can get. So, it'll get done probably right before camp. But I think that was last year. Alante Taylor didn't sign until like the last. Yeah, minute. yeah. It's for it the was same a thing. Later. Yeah, same thing. It's just it'll get done. Nothing to worry about. Uh, and the last question, our guy, Brian O'Rourke, who uh, was one of our first sponsors of, of Vertimax, 
a uh, huge, huge supporter of the podcast asks, what are your chances Jameis gets traded this year? Mm. Um, is there a clause in Kamara's contract for the Saints if he's convicted and has to serve time? So kind of two, two questions. I think so. It's, it's, I think the chances of Jameis getting traded is probably pretty low, unless Hayner just comes in training camp and just looks absolutely stellar. Just where you just know he is your quarterback too. Um, and you don't have to worry about you know him starting a game or two if something happened to Derek Carr. But I also think that if if there isn't a need for another team out there for for Jameis to get traded to. I, I, I do think he's, he remains with the Saints, but it's training camp, it's preseason. All it takes is a, a quarterback getting hurt. Let's say Sam, mm. Sam Howell, the commanders, goes down, right. right? And the commanders feels like they're contending. You know, um, Ron, Ron Rivera feels like if he doesn't win enough games this year, he might be out. Maybe Washington's willing to – Get, throw the Saints of I don't know a fourth or whatever you know teams get desperate you know whatever so that's kind of like the s- scenario situation that I could see in, in Jameis getting traded. Oh no question, I, it can happen. You know it can happen when you know, those quarterback injuries pile up, man. Um, they do. So you know Jameis has a super manageable contract. So if he's if he's like in the preseason getting a lot of playing time and he's looking good. And, you know, something happens to some team's quarterback. You know, I could see somebody making that call. And you look, the Saints have, you know, Derek Carr. Um, you also have Taysom Hill there. Who, you know, he did take some steps in minicamp at quarterback. So he's there. And then you got, you know, um, Hayner, who we'll see. You know, we'll see how he looks come preseason. I think it's, you know, I don't think it's likely but it's possible. And I mean, you know, if somebody, you know, throw you a decent pick for Jameis, I mean, you got to listen. Got to listen. Because he, he just here. And I, I, I know he's happy to be here right now. And he's, you know, just fine just being a number two. But I know if he gets a chance at a starting job somewhere, I'm sure he'll bite at it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the Kamara question is interesting. I don't know if there's a clause in his contract, uh, if there's an out. I do know. Typically what happens is that if a player does get suspended and I, and I know like a perfect example of a player like this was like Nuke Hopkins. So Nuke had a clause in his contract where Nuke had a no, a no trade clause in his contract, but he got hit with the suspension for, it was like a PD mm-hmm. violation suspension with the Cardinals. And that essentially made his no trade clause null and void. Mm-hmm. Um, so I it just every contract is different, but there are those kind of things and so clauses typically come from suspensions, not so much usually if a player is is convicted, because the NFL doesn't give give a fuck about fucking <laughs> fucking arrested. Yeah. Um but if you get suspended because of it, then it becomes a different thing. But yeah. I and but then the suspension also impacts his guaranteed money and things like that. Um, so it's more based on like if he gets suspended, not so much if he's convicted and has to serve time. I I would say more than anything, right, right. And that's just with the league in general. Uh, once you get suspended, and depending for what it is, like I think there's those clauses that are about like uh, 
I can't remember the wording, but it's the whole thing about, you know, the shield and, you know, the league and all that stuff. So if you like do something that like kind of diminishes the league, there are outs for guarantees. There are outs for all kinds of stuff. Uh, kind of like, you know, with Michael Vick with the whole dog thing and yep. Falcons trying to recoup that, like the guaranteed money and all that stuff, the bonus money. So the, I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff in Kamara's contract, but I don't think he's serving any jail time at all for what he did. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It's, I think his court cases like late July, July 21st. I don't know why I'm thinking that for some reason. So somewhere <laughs> around that time, July 21st, they could, it could get pushed back again. You know, we don't know. We'll see. I mean, Henry Ruggs, he just finished getting, he's not even sitting just, but he pleaded guilty. And that was, you know, a couple of years ago that happened with Henry Ruggs. So, you know, these court things just take a long time to play out, man. It does. Um, it absolutely does. Uh, I think we hit on every question. There's one more question we didn't hit on. Dave, David had a second question that he asked about, um, like stat predictions and like lead, like team leaders and like rushing yards. We don't, we don't got time for that, Dave. Not, not tonight, bro. <laughs> not tonight. Um, we, we can like as as preseason goes along and this training camp, like that. That's definitely a good question for for that time. But at this point, we, we I didn't think this podcast was going to go this long, but uh, I'm glad it did. A lot of good questions, a lot of good yeah. conversation, discussion. Um, you know, I thought we were going to record, and this is going to be like a little little podcast episode, and we're going over an hour. So, thank y'all, thank y'all for who, who support us, who Patreon sent the questions in. Um, thank anyone who continues to listen to us. Um, again, we're in the middle of June. It's the dead season for football. Training camp starts next month in July. We still don't know who's going to be on Hard Knocks. Don't no. have no clue. No clue who's going to be on Hard Knocks. Yeah. Um, I, I, not not us, bro. And not us simply from the selfish point of I don't want to have to like recap Hard Knocks. Oh, please, don't no, want to do no. it. I don't don't, don't want it in my life. I have <laughs> have, have, have so much going on, <sighs> and I love this podcast. But I like being able to record our pod our podcast episodes and not like be beholden to us having to talk about one specific thing like i don't want to re- re- recap heart knock episodes but if the saints are on it we would have to fucking recap them yeah. so anyway thank y'all for the support be you know, enjoy the enjoy the summer uh be safe out there don't go on a submarine ride to see the titanic and pay two hundred fifty thousand. Please. please don't do that please. don't do that um, but if you are a fan, you're a listener, um, if you want to become a Patreon, please do. I think we're about, I think we need one more person. I say, I think because Patreon's weird because at, like one day we'll be like four Patreons away. And then the next day it's like two Patreons away. And what I think what happens is that if people, people's cards, who's like outdated or whatever, if mm. they go in and they update their, their cards, like. I think they fall off when their card becomes like expired, but then when their card is like updated, it puts them back. So I believe we're one to two people away as of me looking at it tonight. Like yesterday it was four, which makes no sense because last week when we recorded, it was two, but I'm pretty sure we're now two people away. So, and this is not just a, like a Ponzi scheme. To, to continue. <laughs> Brooke, could you imagine it's like December? And I'm just like, Oh, we're still two people away. <laughs> 
<laughs> like they're never gonna catch on. But no, this, this is not what this is. Um, but shout out to I want to give some love to to your wife, Bree. Just wish her a happy birthday. Hopefully, yes. um, when you guys are in LA on Thursday, we can figure something out and see each other, and even if it's yeah. a short period of time. Um, but Thank y'all for supporting us. We truly, truly appreciate it. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a guest on joining us. Until then, be safe out there. Have a good summer. We'll be back next week. With that, we're out. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.